Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, debating the Queen's legacy. Britain has a new enemy. And Jeanette McCurdy. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Let's get into it. We've got a royal show for you tonight. Queen Elizabeth is being attacked by bears. King Charles is finally getting his hands dirty. And here with a new memoir about being a child star on iCarly, Jeanette McCurdy is joining us on the show. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. All right. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. First up. Following last week's extreme heat, California has announced that they will become the first state to introduce a ranking system for heat waves so people can easily understand how hot it's going to get. (laughs) Which, isn't that just temperature? (laughs) Did they just invent the thermometer? Like, what, what? I I guess I could see how this will be useful. It'll be like hot, extremely hot, dangerously hot, and then Idris Elba. And if it's Idris Elba, (laughs) stay indoors. Stay indoors and check on your grandmother. In economic news, on Tuesday, the government reported that despite raising interest rates, inflation is still incredibly high. And in response, the stock market dropped 1,300 points, the worst drop since 2020. And can I just say, the stock market is a little bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, every single one of us, we're supposed to be realizing inflation up, inflation down, unemployment, we just have to do it, we'll roll with it. But the slightest bad news and the stock market's like, oh, I'm crashing. <laughs> this is my worst day in two years. I don't think I can ever come back from this. And then every time, the next day, it'll be like, so I might have reacted a little uh, harshly yesterday. I might have overreacted. And I feel like today's gonna be my best day ever. <laughs> so much drama. In science news, NASA is testing a new planetary defense system by launching a space probe directly into an asteroid to see if it can knock it off its course. Yeah, and I guess if that doesn't work, I'm assuming NASA's gonna go with plan B, which is talking to the asteroid about Bitcoin until it naturally veers away. (laughs) It's just gonna drift away 
from Earth. <laughs> but let's move on to the big news of the day. And it is still about Queen Elizabeth II. Queen of the Andals and the first men. Khaleesi of the great grass sea and whales. Mother of corgis and maker of chains. After 96 years of living her best life, the Queen's passing has obviously made headlines all over the globe. So, let's catch up on all those headlines in our latest installments of the Royal Rumble. Today, Queen Elizabeth was laid in state at Westminster. And no surprise, the British went all out for it. Because the British love doing shit all dignified. <laughs> well, they do. Have you seen the changing of the guard? That's a 45-minute ceremony just to clock out. <laughs> so when the queen herself dies, best believe the pomp was going to be everywhere. I'm talking streets filled with giant British flags. I'm talking soldiers with their fanciest hats. I, I'm talking a casket decked out with the royal crown on top of it which means technically for a while that casket was the ruler of England. <laughs> yeah, I read that on Wikipedia. And officials expect that more than 700,000 mourners will come to see the queen lying in state, with people waiting up to 30 hours in a line stretching five miles long. It's basically like trying to vote in Georgia. That's how dedicated you have to be to see the queen. But my favorite ritual my favorite ritual in this whole thing is, is that, and this is completely true, the royal beekeeper has to inform the queen's bees <laughs> that the queen had died. <laughs> that is a real thing that they have to do. And, and look, they don't have any footage of it, but I feel like I can imagine that it didn't go well. Hello, everyone, hello. I'm afraid I have some difficult news. Uh, the queen is dead. Yeah, no, 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 not your, not your queen, not your queen, the queen, not your queen. Calm down, everyone, calm down. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine, okay? Uh, we have a new uh, leader, and Charles will now be the king. So, ah, no, 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 ah, 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 I'm coming in me. A lot of people are mourning. But it turns out, while the royal family has their official rituals, the people have their own way of mourning their beloved queen. And Buckingham Palace has politely asked them to cut that shit out. We've also heard that authorities are asking the public to stop leaving certain gifts outside Buckingham Palace. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so they're specifically asking people not to bring any more toy bears. So this all started during the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations. The Queen uh, participated in a video skit alongside an animated version of Paddington Bear. That was a real hit here, a sensation. And so in honor of that, people have been bringing toy bears and marmalade sandwiches, which were uh, mentioned in that skit, uh, to the grounds of Buckingham Palace. There have been so many bears brought that the uh, Royal Park Service is asking people not to bring any more bears and to instead bring organic tributes such as unwrapped flowers. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. This woman ruled the world's largest empire and that's what people remember her for? People are like, oh, the lady who had tea with Paddington, yeah! Are you kidding me? She was the longest reigning queen in world history. She drove an ambulance in World War II. She knighted legends, and she had Princess Diana killed. And you remember her from a sketch? Show some respect! 
Paddington Bears. By the way, I'm not sure leaving a trail of teddy bears outside the palace is a good idea. I mean, that's already how Prince Andrew finds his girlfriends. But it's not just marmalade and bears. People are leaving all sorts of things. They're leaving flowers, they're leaving pictures. I'll tell you what, this is a great opportunity to get rid of anything that you don't want and just disguise it as a gift. Just be like, oh, our glorious queen, I honor you with this ottoman that has a wobbly leg. It is from the great Swedish kingdom of Ikea. But while some people and bees are mourning Her Majesty's passing, many other people are having a slightly different reaction. Not everything was scripted today. One person protesting Prince Andrew was quickly removed from the crowd. A day earlier, it was signage, not shouting, that police in Edinburgh had issued. This woman's sign was in protest at imperialism inflicted on the global south, she says, and now has been charged with breach of the peace. Another man, Simon Hill, where well, he was arrested and de-arrested in Oxford at a proclamation ceremony for the king after he shouted out, who elected him? I love that. <laughs> I feel like everyone in the UK is amazing. It's like people heckling, you're a sick old man. So I was like, who elected him? That's a great line. Who made you king? All right, your mom, sorry about that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the police in Britain have arrested people for disrupting the, the royal ceremonies, basically, but with their opinions, which I was like, guys, the crown has gotten soft. <laughs> Someone's just holding a sign. You realize back in the day, a crowd that didn't like you, their opinion would be that your body should be separated from your head. <laughs> Now they're just holding up a sign. You can just turn the other way. Yeah, you still got a neck, use it. <laughs> like you're gonna arrest a lady in Scotland for holding a sign? I've seen Braveheart. When the Scottish wanna protest the British crown, you'll know, you will know. <laughs> and this really makes you appreciate how much freedom of speech people have here in America. Yeah, you can do whatever you want here. You, you can say the president, you can give a congressman the middle finger, you can try to murder the vice president. It's all free speech, baby. <laughs> it's all free speech. And the backlash. The backlash to the British monarchy hasn't just been coming from the United Kingdom itself. Because in many parts of the world, especially Africa, people have a very different relationship with the Queen. Across the African continent, there have been people who are saying, I will not mourn for Queen Elizabeth. They herded more than a million people into concentration camps where they were tortured and dehumanized, which is why you see a statement like this from the South African opposition party, the Economic Freedom Fighters, that said, we do not mourn the death of Elizabeth, because to us, her death is a reminder of a very tragic period in this country and Africa's history. During her 70-year reign as queen, she never once acknowledged the atrocities that her family inflicted on, many, on native people that Britain invaded across the world. If there is really life and justice after death, may Elizabeth and her ancestors get what they deserve. May Elizabeth and her ancestors get what they deserve. You know what I love about that line? Is that you can't really get angry because if you do, then it means that you acknowledge what she deserves is bad. <laughs> May she get what she did. How dare you say that? Well, what does she deserve? I don't know. <laughs> and I know some of these reactions seem extreme, but when you consider what the British Empire did, these reactions are actually pretty reasonable, right? You can't expect the oppressed to mourn the oppressor. Never gonna happen. You know, it would be like giving a eulogy for the guy who stole your hubcaps. I didn't know Maurice well, but he was definitely a go-getter. <laughs> By the way, has anyone seen my hubcaps? 
And I know some people would say, but look, Trevor, the queen wasn't really in charge. She's just a figurehead. You can't blame her for the atrocities that the British Empire committed. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But you also understand, in her entire reign, she never repented. She never once made amends, right? There wasn't even one, like, notes app apology on her Twitter, nothing. <laughs> I mean, her crown, her crown still has that big-ass diamond that they took from South Africa. Right? It still has the Cullinan diamond. It is the ultimate conflict diamond. The least you could do is give it back. To who? I don't know. I don't know, but like, you could, you could try. You know, find, find a South African who hosts a late night TV show. It could be any one of them, me. Then we'll be on the path to forgiveness. All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go to a quick break, let's check in on the stock market with our finance expert, Michael Costa, everybody. It seems like chaos, man. What, what the hell is happening in the markets? Look, the market is down, but Trevor, I am crushing it. I mean, I crush it so hard, NASA is shooting a rocket into me to keep me from crushing it even harder than I already am. What? Yeah, by, yeah. by the way, that's nuts that NASA's doing that. Shooting a rocket into an asteroid, right? You know what NASA stands for, okay? No asteroid, sucker. Hey, NASA, you give us 25 years, we'll take care of Earth on our own, okay? Oh, by the way, I got a hot tip for you, okay? And I got a hot tip for you, okay? So behind me here, these are the three major stock indexes, and we're going to get to that. But first, that story about in California, how, how the, the new labels for temperature, Trevor? Yeah. Look, look, we can do new labeling. We can, we can limit carbon emissions. We can go fully electric. But you know what the source of that warming is? No one wants to talk about this, okay? The sun. That's right. <laughs> Hey, son, what's your problem? You know, you only work half the day. You're, you're so sensitive, we can't even look directly at you. Everyone has to revolve around you. And, son, you discriminate against white people. It, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. The whiter you are, yeah, thank you, thank you. The whiter you are, the more the sun hates you, but I guess when you're a star, they let you do it. Costa, Costa, what do you, just stop talking about the sun, right? Just get to the thing. You know, meanwhile, the moon is just so chill. You know? Photographs well, lets you walk on it, controls the tide so I get gnarly waves so I can rip double barrel A-frames. Think about it, we made love under the moonlight, romantic. We made love under the sunlight, I get arrested for public fornication, okay? <laughs> Look. No, don't worry, I got de-arrested later. But why don't, when I get to the chart? Let's you want to get to the chart? chart? Okay, all right, let's all right, get right, to the right, chart. Right, look, 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 Americans lost billions in value yesterday. That's the negative, okay? Now here's the positive. We had billions. <laughs> That's really good. That's a sign of a wealthy country. Trevor, if South Africa had a bad day, what do they lose, 40, 50 bucks? You know, I mean, look, look, look. We more than that. Look, look, look at this drop-off. Look at this drop-off right here. That's the S&P, that's the NASDAQ, that's the Dow. Bang, all at once. By the way, S&P and Dow, don't be afraid to do your own thing, okay? Just once, I want the NASDAQ to go down and the S&P and Dow to go up. You don't always have to follow the NASDAQ. If the NASDAQ jumped off a cliff, would you? Because you did. <laughs> but remember, the good news is in the stock market, when someone loses money, somebody makes money. And here's my hot tip, all right? Find the person that made the money 
and steal their money, okay? <laughs> Trevor, back to you. That is, that's not a hot tip, that's a, that's a crime. Michael Costa, everybody. All right, when we come back, we're gonna look at how Charles has only been king for a few days, and he's already at war. You don't wanna miss it. That's a crime. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Now, before the break, we were talking about how there is a ton of baggage surrounding the British monarchy. And it has a lot of people asking questions about its future. You know, should it continue? Uh, should they make Ted Lasso the queen? You know, he might surprise you. Should British taxpayers have to continue funding the royal family, or should they just privatize it? Uh, the crypto.com king of England. <laughs> Either way, it's gonna take a lot of work to shape the monarchy into something that everyone can get behind. But based on his first week in power, it looks like King Charles isn't the guy to do it. We begin with King Charles and his problems with pens. His reign to this point has been marked by pen problems. The latest was in Northern Ireland, where he wrote the wrong date on a document, and then the pen started leaking. And that trouble came just days after Charles appeared to get angry when there were too many pens on a desk he was using, urgently telling an aide to get rid of them. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. What the hell was that? Did you see that thing he did? He's also the ruler of an animal kingdom. And by the way, I love how Charles says the pens leak on him all the time. <laughs> you see the way he was this bloody thing. Uh, you're literally the king of England, dude. If you don't like the pens, get different pens. I'm not an expert in the monarchy, but I'm pretty sure the hierarchy doesn't go Prince William, King Charles, and then the guy who buys the pens. I don't think that's how it goes. Just get a new pen. I will say though, I, I feel kind of bad for him. I do, because in the old days, the king would have never had these issues. No, there'd be no leaking pens. 
Oh, also, the king would never get corrected after writing the wrong date. That, that just would have been the new date. Yeah. The king would just be like, Valentine's Day is the 15th, right? And be like, oh, yes, of course, my lord, of course, my lord. Oh, oh, cancel your dinner, everybody. I don't care if you are going to propose. Just cancel it, Percy, cancel it. Now, look, maybe King Charles is just stressed out right now. Maybe that's why this is happening. Because becoming king is a lot of pressure. I mean, there's like 15 different forks to memorize, and you have to sleep with that crown on. That's not comfortable. <laughs> but if you paid attention to King Charles back during his prince days, you would know that this is pretty much how he's always been. The Prince of Wales has grown up in such a, a privileged lifestyle that he doesn't have mechanics to choose for himself anymore. Everything he's done for him, his pajamas are pressed every morning. His shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron. The water temperature has to be just tepid and only half full. Prince Charles does have his valet squeeze one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every morning. If anyone gets anything wrong, everybody is scolded. On one occasion, he rang me from his library and he said, Oh, um, Paul, uh, a letter from the Queen seems to have fallen into my waste paper bin. Would you pick it out? <laughs> the waste paper bin was there. He was sat there. I had to bend down into the paper bin and pick out the letter, put it back on his desk. Will that be all, Your Royal Highness? Your what? <laughs> this guy had to bend down and pick something up for Charles, for him. Like, when I was a kid, I thought kings had to pull swords out of stones. <laughs> this dude can barely pull his dick out of his own pants. <laughs> Percy, I need assistance. Well, cancel your dinner, I need to pee. <laughs> you, know, you know what this, this, this tells you? This story about Charles is like, one, the royals have been royally spoiled, all right? And two, I can tell you that nobody who works in that palace is African. Because I'll tell you now, if there was one African mom who worked in that palace, you try and pull that. You try and pull that. Just be over there. Just be like, can you come and pick this up for me? And she'd be like, are you, are you, are you being serious right now? Are you telling me to pick up? Well, I, I am the, there is only one king and that is Jesus, huh? There is only one king in this world and that is Jesus. You pick up that paper. You pick up that paper now, Charles. Instead of getting angry, maybe we need to understand that the royals aren't ordinary people, you know? They're like strange creatures you need to observe from a distance to understand. And that's probably why David Attenborough has teamed up with the BBC once again for a new kind of nature show. Here we have a rare sighting of a silver-haired Charles, who has just been made leader of his island kingdom. He is the Alpha now, and he is not afraid to display his dominance. The rest of the tribe watches as the Alpha performs a ceremonial task, the ritualistic marking of his territory on an incredibly large piece of paper. But wait, Charles is displeased. A tussle over the positioning of a pen. He bares his teeth in an attempt to intimidate. You can feel his strength. A message has been sent. Your new ruler isn't f***ing around. Because when we come back, Jeanette McCurdy will be joining me on the show to tell us why she's glad her mom died. Don't go away.
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a former Nickelodeon star who is here to talk about her best-selling memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Please welcome Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy, Hi. welcome to The Daily Show. I feel so short, my feet aren't touching. Oh, that's, that's fine, as long as like, you, can, you can swing them. I can you swing can, them around, yeah. yeah. It's a, as long as you enjoy it. Oh yeah. I can good. lower the desk as well if you'd like. This is, this is good. Okay, good, okay. <laughs> I can't actually do it, I'm glad you asked me to do it. Um, welcome to the show and congratulations on writing a book that I think for many people is seen as not just something funny, not just a story that's interesting, but in many ways, a cathartic exploration of how we see the relationships that we have with many of our parents, our caregivers, whoever it was in our world. Because you wrote a book entitled, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Yeah. And it is a massive hit. So two questions. One, did you hate your mom? And two, does everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I definitely don't hate my mom. Uh, I... I think she was a really complicated and nuanced person, and I try to kind of articulate her to the best of my ability in all of her many shades and colors. To me, her humor is really, uh, she could say things that were so wild and at times abusive, but she just had a certain cadence and a rhythm that was so humorous, so I tried to capture that, um, but I certainly didn't hate her, and I think, I think that's why it was so important for me to write this book, because mm-hmm. getting to the place where I was finally glad and relieved that she was dead, you know, it took me so long to be able to accept that um, reality. And I also think that's something that people... You, you, I didn't hear anybody talking about. I didn't hear anybody saying, you know, that the sort of honest reality of what their experience with their, with their parent was, if they had a similar one, it feels like a thing that you can't say because society doesn't accept it. It's just you have to keep moms on a pedestal and mm-hmm. we all have to have mm-hmm. the same experience. And that just wasn't mine, so it felt even more important to express it in the book. You, you go through your entire journey. Many people you know, in America and some parts of the world will remember you from iCarly. You, you were this massive child star, and 
on the camera, you were all smiles. You made people laugh. Everybody enjoyed what you were doing. As soon as you read through the book, you realize you, you were suffering, you were experiencing trauma. It was really abusive in, in how you were doing what you were doing. It, it feels like in many ways, you were living your mom's dream and she was making you do this. Yeah. I, I would love to know how you did it. Like, did you have a switch? Did you have a, did you compartmentalize? Because you, you, you talk about it in the book, but you could, you could never tell. You could never tell on screen what you were going through. No, no, so my mom always wanted to be an actress. Her dream was to be famous. Uh, and she would recount sort of these tales of how her parents wouldn't let her. She would camp out in front of Donny Osmond's house bring him like posters. Um, Chris Knight, who played Peter Brady in The Brady Bunch, she swore like, oh, they had a relationship. I think that was not true. Um, Chris Knight, if you're watching, please let me know if my mom actually had a relationship with you. Um, but so she, she was always fascinated with kind of Hollywood and the aura and the romance as she saw it. And so she put me in acting when I was six to kind of give, I think, in my eyes, it was to live vicariously through me and to fulfill mm -hmm. her dream and what she had always wanted. But it seems like she subjected you to a nightmare. Because, yeah. Because it, you were in a world where it's supposed to be fun. You know, you, you're making kids television. And, yeah. And yet it, it seems pretty horrible. I also wonder if this is the relationship of many child stars or do you know, was, was this isolated or do you think this is a lot more normal than we'd like to admit? I think it's way more common than anyone would care to admit. I know just from my experience, of going into auditions countless times. I'd have like 103 feet for my mom would be having me chug Gatorade. I'd be walking in to like pretend to be a homeless child, which is just already so kind of messed up as it is. And there's these, this, you know, dozens of other girls lined up to also try and be this homeless child. And the moms are like eyeing each other and like, oh, I hope my daughter's better at being homeless than yours. And it's like, <laughs> this is so, what is this world? It's so weird. Uh, but I, I am able to now kind of look back and see the, the humor in it. And I think it is a very absurd reality, but I do think there's a lot of inherent um, ironic humor there. I think what, what you've done in the book is precisely that. You've looked back and you've seen the humor. You, you use the humor because this book without the humor is a devastating tale of a young child who a is put into grab. a world. It, it really seems- It would be so awful. Oh my God. I don't know if it would be awful. I think it just would be, it would be a lot harder for people to read. I, I think it would be, it would be painful because it is still the real thing. Mm. You know, I, I wouldn't even think of it as a pity grab, but, but the humor is, is, is a coping mechanism. It's a tool you processing your life through. There's a point in the book where I, I find myself reading the stories of your mom, yeah. understanding the complicated world that she existed in, yes. but then wondering, you know, like how you see her, like, like, did you forgive her? Were you able to let it all go? Do you still, do you still hold some of those feelings? Like, wh what has your journey been? Oh my God, what a big, good question. That's such a deep, like, this is what I spent 10 years in therapy to be able to now say on The Daily Show. <laughs> That's so cool, that's really awesome. Um, well, I'm glad you initially, you know, you're speaking kind of the humor and I do think it's a great coping mechanism and, and I don't, I try not to use it as a, as a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. I used it that way for a long time initially when I was first kind of trying to grapple with everything and I think that led to really unfunny choices and my, my sense of humor is just sort of overcompensatory and kind of flailing and obnoxious, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, but I think finding humor in those really intense moments and that those tragedies can bring levity where it's necessary. I hope I've done that. Um, with my mom, uh, I, I, I haven't gotten to a place of forgiveness and I was trying to get to a place of forgiveness for so long in therapy I would uh, sort of plead almost with my therapist of like why am I not able to get to this place what is what's wrong with me that I'm not able to forgive my mom for this abuse huh. why am I so terrible that I can't get to get to that place and she eventually said you know Jeanette what if you just kind of dropped uh, forgiveness and didn't make that your goal because that's you still trying to do your mom's work 
I couldn't, yeah, right? I mean, it, that's exactly my reaction. I, mm, to Aaron, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a journey that I think far too many people have been, I think a lot of the success of the book has been that. Obviously, it's well-written. Obviously, it's, it's, it's fantastically told, but it is a very complicated topic. How do you address the lack of love or the lack of parenting that you were supposed to get from that figure? Because as you say, mom is supposed to be this, this, you know, this god, this icon of everything. Yep. Dad in some ways as well, but not the same. And yet you're in a world where you're going, <laughs> oh no, it's true. You know, people be like, oh, dad, well, my dad was okay, but mom yeah. is, is untouchable. Or even with dads, you can be like, oh, my dad never showed up. And people are like, oh, my neither, uh-huh. Right. And then it's totally right. normal. But I feel like with moms, it is very, very much, um, this, there's this pedestal that they're mm -hmm. on. When you, when you broach this topic, when you started thinking about it, were you worried that people would turn on you? Um, I felt even if they did, it was a message worth sharing. I really, I really mean that. Wow, I love that. Thanks. I really do. That's because that's a brave stance to take. Because a lot of people will be like, "How dare you talk about your mom like yes, that?" Yes, yeah. It's actually. It's, 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 it's so crazy how, I mean, everything gets memefied and, you know, <laughs> yeah. there, there, was a, there was a post I saw online where someone was trying to chastise everybody for talking about the queen, you know, in, like, just going like, we're dead, we're glad this monarchy is ending in some way. Yeah. And someone was like, replace, you think it's funny, try and replace the queen with your mom and see how funny it is. And someone put a picture of your book up and then it was like, I'm glad the queen died. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like, no, but it feels like that is... It feels like that's what the book is dealing with, is you dealing with the idea of a mom and how that, how that competes or conflicts with your actual mom. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That should be on the back flap. <laughs> I, I can write it. I um, wish you would. You shared your story with us. You, you've gone through a world. Now you are back in the world of entertainment in a very different way. You're behind the camera. You're directing. You're writing. You've got a podcast. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's a world that was so toxic to you, and now you've come back in a different way. Do you ever worry that it may suck you back in, and how do you prevent yourself from going back into that space of feeling like you're defined by the everythingness that you hated once? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so... Can I just say, I respect you so much. I, this is so cool. I'm so happy to be here, truly. Like, this is amazing. Thank you very much. Um, I, I have been scared of that. There have been a few times when I've done some, uh, some press that shall not be named where it's so bizarre because I'm like hearing the pre-roll of, you know, the, they show like the clip of, of me from the past or whatever, and, and it's so dramatic. It's like, McCurdy vanished from the spotlight after her traumatic childhood with the trauma and the devastation. It's like, geez, can we calm down? And then I'm like walked out to this, you know, to this like cold domineering kind of set, and then there's the journalist, and there's three inches of makeup on the guy's face, and it's just like, you know, it, it does feel kind of, um, it feels, easy to lose sight of reality in these environments. Huh. And so I really try to keep myself grounded and stay on top of you know, therapy and, and being in touch with things that really are, are good touchstones and grounding tools for me, because I do not want to um, get lost in it. But also I will say I trust that I won't. I, I don't think I had the tools before to not get lost mm -hmm. in it and to not feel sort of caught up in the whirlwind of, of showbiz. Right. Um, but now I feel like, you know what? There are some elements that are really cool about it, uh, like this, and then there are some that aren't, and, and that's fine. I can use my own discernment and, uh, and just be grateful for the good experiences. Well, we're grateful for you. Thank you for having the book. Thank you. Really wonderful having Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm glad my mom died. It's available now wherever you buy your books. Jeanette McCurdy, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you, for real.
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, before we go, please consider supporting Vibrant Emotional Health. They're a nonprofit dedicated to helping people achieve emotional well-being with innovative community programs as well as the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. So if you want to support them in their valuable work, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there, and remember, when life throws you a curveball, you just eat that thing away. <laughs> Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.